Hey, it's David, and welcome back to the Tone Based Classical Guitar Podcast. Super excited to have Gabriel Bianco on the show today. He's an artist who truly needs no introduction, wonderful performer, winner of the GFA International Competition, and a great teacher. He's got a couple fantastic lessons on the Tone Based platform, teaching works of Cost and Tedesco, so if you're still not a member, Head on over to tonebase.co and use the promo code PODCAST-3 for $15 off of a subscription. We had a great conversation the other week talking about his newly appointed position at the Conservatorium von Amsterdam, his solo career, and also the chamber ensembles he plays in, uh, particularly with his quartet Eclipse, his guitar quartet, who have just released a new CD of Spanish arrangements for classical guitar quartet. I've got a wonderful sample here. This is Gabriel's transcription and fresh interpretation of the beloved Astorius by Isaac Albanis.
Just listen to a wonderful new recording with your quartet, Eccles. Tell me about this project you just released. You know, we played together since like eight years or something like this. Okay. And and this new city is about Spanish music. We're really excited because most of the of the city are all own arrangements. And the track you just listened to uh, is my arrangement of this very famous piece for the guitarist, right? This Asturias. And uh, let's say that I've been trying to do a little more orchestral um, version than what we usually hear on the guitar, but also on piano. So that's wonderful. And this is a whole CD of Spanish music. Was there a lot of Albedo's transcriptions on this or what else was on the program? So, of course, at Venice, uh, we have Asturias. We have also an extract of Iberia, this amazing piano piece that is impossible to play uh, solo guitar. Right? Yeah. Uh, we have also a little bit of Federico Mampao. We have also some Debussy and Defaya, e- extract from, from the Tricorne, and also the Omaggio to Debussy by Defaya, which is actually an answer to uh, a Debussy piece, um, mm. which is the S-Temp number two. 
Uh, and we have also uh, the, the Fondago by Boccherini that I also personally oh, fantastic. arranged. fantastic. Yeah. So this is, uh, well, there is not only Spanish composers, but it's always connected to Spain. I can't wait to listen to it all the way through myself. And you're saying the Defia Homenaje for guitar quartet or just one of you played the solo part? Uh, for guitar quartet. Actually, Defia made uh, uh, an arrangement for orchestra uh, because huh. you know that also that this piece is considered as the first uh, piece composed by a non-guitar composers for the guitar. The first proper piece, I like to say. <laughs> well, I don't know, but that's how it's considered. It was exactly 100 years ago uh, in 1920. So it's kind of a good symbol to have also in, in the since as a quartet, we like to arrange music from other composers and also, I mean, from non-guitar composers and also to have uh, our, some composers writing for us. So yeah. to create some new music. Oh, I had no idea that Defia did that uh, orchestration of the piece. So you, yeah. you went from the orchestral score then and then arranged that for four guitars. Well, you know, it, we, we took actually uh, ideas from both versions. And okay. anyway, the idea is always to recreate something new, like the composer would write uh, this piece for four guitars, for guitar quartet. Yeah. Uh, so that's always the, the idea that what the guitar can bring uh, in each piece that we arrange. Uh, so that's how, and it's kind of our philosophy uh, for uh, choosing program and the way of arranging. Yeah, I mean, when you have four guitars as opposed to just one, it opens up a whole nother world of possibilities for transcriptions. So that's great to hear. Yeah, and it was actually why we started to do the quartets because, well, of course, first we are super good friends, uh, you know, which is maybe a, 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 the biggest base of our uh, quartet. But also it was to reach uh, some um, some music that's, uh, that we could not really play on one guitar. I mean, we could play, but not really. I mean, it, then, it's, for example, an arrangement... Uh, from a Rossini overture uh, for one guitar is not as effective as with four guitars, right? Yeah. So uh, it was also to reach some music that, that we, we can't really play well, let's say decently on one guitar. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And sorry, I don't mean to keep going back to the Defy. I'm just obsessed with this piece right now myself. <laughs> I, I think it's one of the best works ever written for our instrument. And then, of course, you know, now being written or reorchestrated for for a full orchestra. You, you say you paired that with the, the Debussy Estampes. And if I'm correct, yes. that's the uh, that's the piece with the Evening of Granada in it, correct? Exactly. Exactly. That this, exactly this piece. Because in, in this piece, Debussy used uh, a team from uh, Defaya. And so that's why it's called in Granada, right? Uh, yeah. So in, uh, in Spain, evening in Spain. Uh, and then when Debussy uh, died, Defaya wrote this homage and he took... The team that WC wrote for the attempt number two, where it was, uh, you know, so another extract of the piece is a Defaya piece. Yeah. Uh, then, then he then he wrote the 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 the, the piece with uh, these little quotes. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. my favorite part of the homenage. So that, course, that yeah, I, I think that's beautiful. brilliant that you guys yeah. are, um, are. Are they back to back the tracks or? Between the Debussy and the Defia? Uh, well, uh, I, 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 sh I, I should check because, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm not sure. I don't remember the order of the CD. And anyway, today people listen in the order they want because most of the people listen through Spotify and Deezer and platforms like this. So, you know, but um, yeah, it's nice to listen to both of them together because they, 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 they really have some similarities. It's both Abaneras, right? So, uh, and it's, I mean, I love the fact that we have a guitar piece uh, which has, you know, uh, such a strong connection between two of the most amazing composers of uh, yeah. last century. 
I don't mean to address the elephant in the room, but obviously this record has just released um, and we're in the middle of this pandemic. So things are probably very, very different from what you guys had in mind in regards to promoting this CD and, and performing. What, what's it like being a part of a quartet when we're having to partake in social distancing measures? Have you guys maybe toyed around with doing some remote recordings with each other or is it just putting out the word for the CD? You know, we we got a you know very a little bit bored, right, with this pandemic. So yeah. uh, we we did a, 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 a little recording together, like each each of us in in his room, uh, some uh, Telemann uh, concerto, and we are preparing something. But I don't really want to say now what it is because I don't know if my colleagues would allow me. But we're preparing <laughs> something a little crazy uh, where it, we play the four of us, but there is more than four guitars. And Ooh. this will be online on our uh, Facebook page and on my Instagram and also on the Facebook page of my colleagues and Instagram. I, I won't pry too much information from you. I don't want you to okay. <laughs> put in an awkward position, but I, yeah. I, I'm definitely going to keep an eye out for that myself. That should be a blast. Yeah. What other recordings has have you released with this quartet, or is this the the first recording you've put out? No, no, it's the fourth recording. The fourth, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we did a first CD. I think it was like already seven years ago. Uh, it was a recital, so we had music by Bach, Rossini, Koshkin, different composers. It was yeah. very with a lot of variety. Then the second CD was uh, about French music with Forêt, Ravel, Debussy. I mean, obviously. Uh, Saint-Saëns, uh, Bizet, so the, the, those amazing uh, French composers from this impressionistic, I mean, end of romantic period and impressionistic period. Uh, always this music is a bit connected to Spain because France and, and Spain were kind of close musically at the time. Uh, the third CD was about uh, rhythms of dances. I mean, modern dances so we have some music by Hinastera we have some music uh, also written for us by Sergio Assad or uh, Carol Befa uh, we have the Romanian dances by Bartok uh, so all, again a lot of arrangements and a bit of original music for guitar quartet but only written for us hmm. and the last one which is the one I was talking about yeah wow that's quite a that's quite a few recordings to make and just how yeah, long yeah. have you been playing together seven or eight years Something like I don't remember right now. So that's almost a new record every other year. That's uh, that's quite a lot. Kudos to you guys. Yeah, that's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Along with balancing solo careers. Well, I know you're quite involved with chamber music altogether, playing with many uh, different instrumentalists, and you have a wonderful CD of oboe and guitar duets. And this is quite a um, almost unknown territory in our repertoire. Tell me about this project. Yeah, actually, so I recorded this CD with a wonderful oboe player, uh, Michaela Rabankova. Uh, our main idea was to play original music for oboe and guitar. There is not so much, of course, but also in... Um, we didn't want to play uh, contemporary music. Actually, we wanted to play historical music. Okay. Uh, so we we, we we did a bit of research just to find original music. And we found, of course, this cost amazing piece, which is probably the most famous piece for oboe uh, and guitar. Yeah. That cost, uh, you know, composed for himself and a friend of him. Uh, he he created kind of. Uh, the modern system of a modern oboe. Uh, 
um, it was uh, parts of a family who were, they were also building oboes. Okay. And we also we also found some some beautiful music by Karl Pils and Ferdinand Ribay, two sonatas composed about in the same years and uh composed in vienna in the 40s uh and also i play a bit of uh solo music and also a very beautiful piece by uh hungarian composer barna kovac and i i think those this this repertoire is not very often played but um i would really encourage uh guitarists to to play with oboe players because it's it's a music that is so refined it's so yeah. beautiful so pure so uh, yeah guys just go ahead and and pick up your oboe friends and play together yeah yeah absolutely and you know I, i've been to so many concerts and not 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 putting them down at all they're wonderful but i've been to so many guitar and violin concerts guitar and flute even guitar and viola guitar and string quartet but i've never heard guitar and oboe and i can imagine it actually works quite well instrumentation wise you know because as you said the oboe has such a pure and beautiful sound to it yeah do, do you find it blends well with the guitar at least in a chamber setting yeah I, I, actually of course we were a little bit uh worried about the balance when we played our first concerts but actually um it works quite well because yeah. the, i mean the, the the oboe doesn't have always a big sound i mean it's very sweet it can be very light and also very vocal so I think it works really well with the classical guitar. I mean, maybe, maybe this is just from my experience because I play cello guitar duos quite a bit and I yeah. love it, but it's it's tough with the balance. And I, I sometimes wonder if it's because, you know, that cello is just a little bit lower in the register and it really kind of collides with the guitar in a sense. I, I think also the, 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 the resonances in, inside the, the, the cello are yeah. always big, right? And also the cellos, they like to, to, to show how big their sound is, right? <laughs> so uh, usually it covers also the, 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 the resonances of the guitar. But, uh, well, of course, the, the, usually the instrumentalist has to adapt a little bit themselves to to the guitar because i mean it's they usually play uh, in a sonata formation with piano uh, where they really express all the power that yeah. they have in, in in their hand with the instrument but uh with the guitar usually they have to refine a little bit their playing it's also not so easy uh to find uh, to be really well on tune with the guitar which is always tricky because they they, they cannot always play with full sound which is somehow easier to, to find yeah. the, 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 the right tuning. But um, I think it requires a good, good repertoire and also to play with someone that you really trust and who is able to also uh, adapt himself to the, to the guitar player. Yeah, it's like yeah, with, no. with, with singers, it's the same thing, actually. It's even worse with singer, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so interesting, you know. And I mean, in the sense of classical chamber music, now moving away from guitar repertoire but now thinking about string quartets and mm -hmm. uh, piano quartets and all of that you know there is this sense of just natural um adaptability between all the musicians yeah. and really bouncing you know so i think it it takes a very fine musician to be able to adapt with the guitar because it does take a different approach you know yeah, and obviously course. your mm -hmm. oboe duo partner does this wonderfully and just in case my cellist duo partner is listening she does it wonderfully you know <laughs> and she has such a beautiful grand tone you know and she's still able to harness that at a quieter level i don't know how she does it you know but uh it, it's interesting you know i get asked a lot like how do you go about balancing in a chamber ensemble i think it's really this sense of trust and communication between the two musicians to really blend and work 
Yeah, and also I, I must say that uh, the guitarists are always used to rehearse in very uh, small places, like small rooms and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you should always sometimes rehearse in, in a bigger, uh, with a bigger space or yeah. even in an auditorium because the guitar projects well. But uh, in a very small room, you, usually the... Um, the, the sound of the other instrument is 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 big, so you you, you can really uh, refine the balance with a big space and with someone listening to it uh, a little further. Yeah, I would say that it's it's quite important because the guitar has you know a very directive sound, so even your your partner don't always hear exactly what you're doing in terms of volume, right? So I think it's also important when you experience chamber music with other musicians to 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 play a little bit in bigger spaces. Then yeah. Also, as guitarists, you can you know feel when uh, um, you have uh, you can uh, you know you, have, you can play a little lighter when you can play with uh, more force. Um, also, we have to adapt a little bit uh, our playing because we, we cannot have such a colorful um, playing with with chamber music. Um, but we, we it, it, I think it, it has just different qualities that are that has to be developed, and it also needs a bit of experience. But it's definitely great uh, to play with other musicians, not not only guitarists, because uh, also they have. I mean, if you play with cello, uh, now I, I I play also now with a singer. Uh, my my first concert after this lockdown is with a singer. Fantastic. Uh, so so I mean, depending on which musician and which instrument they play, they don't they don't phrase in the same way. Uh, they don't manage the sound in the same way. So it's it's great actually to have uh, different experiences with, with different instruments. You, yeah. you can really uh, learn a lot about. I mean, even the, your own phrasing. You can get really very very inspired by your fellow musicians. I think that's what I love most about chamber music is you just, yeah. um, whether you realize it or not, you just learn so much about musicality and phrasing, especially with a singer. I, I've got to ask, so who is the singer and uh, what, what is the tentative program once uh, we can play live concerts again? Yeah, well, we're going to play a concert in Zurich uh, in Switzerland uh, and, and, and she's um, mezzo-soprano. Her name okay. is uh, Marina Biotti. Uh, we, we play um, Spanish and French music. Uh, so we play, right now, you know, I was arranging a lot of uh, Gabriel Fauré songs that are so beautiful. Ooh. Gabriel Fauré is becoming yeah. my favorite composer right now. Uh, I arranged also the, all the Manuel de Falla uh, populares uh, cancions. Mm -hmm. And um, we play also a little bit of uh, popular music from Spain and from France. But, you know, you can probably discover uh, soon the, the, this concert in stream because it's for a festival yeah. and it's going to be uh, released in August and it's okay. going to be you know with a, a good quality recording so and good video so I hope it I, yeah. I hope you guys will like it oh I'm, I'm looking forward to it that's great news to hear we can access it over yeah. regardless of where we're living right now is uh yeah. do you know is there going to be a small audience or is it going to be an empty venue just live stream well, I, I, actually, Marina, uh, we were re rehearsing yesterday, and she said that the the audience will be fifteen people. Okay. So it's not going to be a lot, but at least I don't play in front of my phone, yeah. which is something. I mean, every, every morning now, I'm I, I thank God, you know, that I'm going to play for for people again. Yeah, live. yeah. I know you've done a um, live stream for Tone Base, which was wonderful, yeah. by the way. Really enjoyed that. It's it's definitely. A different feeling and a different type of performance when it's only being played to 
your camera and the microphone or computer. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I, when I got you know the proposal of of playing a, a recording for Tom Bates, it was in the middle of the lockdown, right? Yeah. And, I, and it was like you know you will play in one and a half months or something. So you know, I put in my calendar, and then I kind of forget about it. And uh -oh. and what what, ha what happened is is that you know as we are just at home. I, w I was never looking at my, at my calendar as I'm always doing because when I'm traveling all the time, I have to remember when is the flight, what time is the concert, yeah. who I have to call when I arrive there by taxi, whatever, you know, all those things. And so the, the life is just totally different. So, you know, I was kind of enjoying my time and I was spending a lot of time on the, on the romantic guitar for fun, you know, playing a little bit of pieces. Yeah. And then I realized the concert is in one week. And I was like, okay, what do I do? Do, do I uh, take take the small man again and I play the same music that I was playing before the lockdown and I was like oh no you know I, I really want to play uh, this wonderful instrument and it was kind of a good opportunity yeah. uh, to play this instrument so, so you know I wanted to play with this guitar but the truth is that uh, you know I was just having so much fun with this guitar at, at this moment that I was like okay I will do the, 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 the recital and in one week I figured out a, a little bit uh, the program that I played yeah oh that's wonderful and I mean, uh, my myself included. I think many of us were quite surprised to see you playing a. Yeah, you know, me too. Just, <laughs> and by the way, you sound wonderful on the Smallman, but the Smallman is about as contemporary as a, of an instrument you can. Yeah, yeah. You can find, yeah, and yeah. then to go from that to a historical instrument, what is surprise, but it sounded great. And was that the first concert you've played on a historical instrument? Yeah, I, I, actually, to be honest, I, I had a lot of doubt that this that this instrument can be played on stage. Yeah, and I and I still have actually. But uh, you know, it was just you know I, I was I remember very well. I was in my flat in the in the evening, you know, and I was it was exactly one week before, and I tried the pieces. It was like you know I love so much to play on this guitar. I'm yeah. going to play the concert on it, and whatever happens, I'm going to do it. Maybe it's going to be a total mess, but. However, I mean, go we, live, for it. Yeah. We, we live only once. Let's do it. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for not saying YOLO, by the way. No, uh, <laughs> had you had this guitar for a while and just never concertized on it? Or is this a fairly um, new instrument for you? Well, uh, actually, I have three romantic guitars. I have a Lacotte. I have this, the, the guitar that I played on is a Braun. And I have um, uh, one from Mirkour, uh, okay. uh, built in Mirkour. When you say you have a Lakota, is it a, a replica of a Lakota or is it an actual original? No, 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 no. It's they're all original from the really? from the nineteenth century. Wow. Yeah. Uh, actually, I got I got those guitars from my father because my father he he's he's a guitarist as well, and he he bought those guitars very long time ago, more than twenty more than twenty years ago. Yeah. Maybe twenty five years ago, something. At the time, those guitars didn't uh, cost anything. Yeah, and so he, he bought those three instruments, and we, we we kind of forgot about it, you know. And and then uh, recently, I asked him, like, you know, could you please borrow me those instruments? It's it's wonderful. I want I, I want to play on it. Yeah. And so um, the one that I that, that I played on, oh, it's a Clodo, the name of the guitar maker. Clodo, now, okay. I remember a Clodo. Uh, so, so 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 I took those three instruments uh, last year. And and the one that I played on the brown is is was the most playable one. Also, you have the fingerboard, um, you know, on the high positions, so which is good. You can play with nails and you can play in the high positions, okay. which is not the case of, of the two other guitars. You know, then after the twelfth position, it becomes very difficult to play, and the sound is not that good uh, on upper positions. And in the music that I play, like Cost uh, Regondi, you have 
upper notes, right? Yeah. So uh, it's definitely the only playable guitar out of the three for me right now. Yeah. But also, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to make a re renovation of the Lacotte uh, and to see how it will sound after that. Yeah. But I don't know because, you know, I, I mean, all possibilities are open. I don't know if I want to play on those guitars uh, in the concert. But why not? I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. And somehow also I felt playing on the different instruments uh, with different qualities, uh, you know, um, kind of changed my way of doing interpretation. Yeah. I was doing totally different phrasings and even different fingerings. So why not? You know, it was very enjoyable and I still play on the guitar for fun. Recently, um, I was asked to play uh, also some Paganini and some Legnani music for some other streaming live music on Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I picked up this guitar again. I mean, for me now, there is no sense if I record for myself or for friends at home uh, to play on the on on the on the small man's or romantic guitar. If I'm in a concert, of course, with with a big hole, the comfort the, the small man is very very comfortable. But if it's yeah. for a very small audience, why not? You know, yeah. We'll see. Maybe in the future, I, I I play more often on this guitar. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe even a recording on these guitars. Why not? I've got to say that's that's just amazing that your father purchased these guitars for practically nothing 20 years ago i mean it just the the parallel i'm i'm seeing in, in my head right now is uh I, I forgot which year but the the vintage les pauls i think the 1958 <laughs> the sunburst guitars and back yeah. in the day you know they were 200 bucks right yeah. and people would buy them and then you know quick guitar if it wasn't quite their thing and they would throw it up in the attic so the most common find of those guitars are just lying in the attic almost forgotten about exactly. and people find yeah. them and they're worth Half a million dollars. Now, I don't know as much as I love Lacotte. So I don't know if Lacotte is going to be worth that. But still, I, I mean, probably worth a significant figure. No, no, today. no. But, but for, for, for sure, he bought those guitars maybe 10% uh, of the price of today. Yeah. <laughs> Something like yeah. this. But also, also the guitars, they were uh, not all in a very good shape, you know. Um, but they are, I mean, they are good instruments. They sound well and yeah. they're playable. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. And actually... Uh, it, it's so much fun, you know, uh, to play on those guitars just for myself like this. Yeah. It's really great. I, I, really, I really enjoy it. And I'm also happy that I didn't have to look for it. I know you're, you're a big proponent on playing Mergandi's music. And I've seen you in multiple recordings, video recordings, when you have a, a, a long descending chromatic line, you oh. like to use a single finger going down each fret. Is there, I, I'm just curious, it, it works fantastically and it's really cool, both visual and musical effect. Was there a reason behind wanting to go this approach for these scales or was it just what fit your hands best? The first time I used this this way of doing the scale so was to play the Introduction and Capriccio by Rigondi. Mm -hmm. uh, and there is this, uh, this chromatic scale, uh, which is phrased six by six. Right. Okay. Uh, and actually, we have only four fingers. So if you yeah. do you actually divide by four. And I was like, okay, how can I divide it by six? That was I, the first idea that I had. Okay, how can I have the rhythm well behind? And then I, I, I somehow, uh, you know, it could fit my hand. Also, I have to say that when uh, I, I started to practice this, also uh, Thomas Villotto and I, we were, uh, I mean, we were still good friends, but we were seeing almost every day. Uh, at the National Conservatory in Paris, and we were, um, you know, looking uh, 
uh, on you know how to play better together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying this, you know, for fun, you know. Yeah. Uh, let's say, you know, is it possible to do right? Uh, we at the, at the time we, I mean, I personally didn't know that Django Reinhardt was doing it uh, in the other way. Yeah, um, yeah. So we're like, okay, why well, you know? Then I practiced it and I found out I could do it actually. Yeah. Uh, so then I, I was like, okay, uh, and the Regondi piece was a good spot. And finally, you know, I like very much because first, I mean, it, it's very easy to do once you, you know how to do it. And also, it gives just, a, 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 you know, a very fluent phrasing, you know, because yeah. it's really going to... It's so much easier than, you know, changing uh, and crossing uh, strings, uh, going with, uh, you know, uh, an open string, then you, you have the shifting and you continue. You just, you can maintain the same tone and the same articulation all the way through the chromatic scale. So actually, musically, it's it's really great. Like with the extensive performing and recording career, uh, you're a wonderful teacher and you've begun teaching uh, as a professor at the Conservatorium von Amsterdam. How has that been so far? So I have started uh, to teach there since uh, almost two years now. Uh, it's, of course, an amazing uh experience for me because I'm, I'm, I feel so lucky to have uh, those young performers that are so motivated and um, that gives me you know a, a lot of joy also I have to say that it's great for myself because I am also um, you know studying a lot of music with them that I, I know but maybe I never put my fingers on or oh, also yeah. uh, you know it, it, it's it, it's really great and uh, well before I, w- I was teaching in Paris where I had uh, students but um, advanced students that were had the level to enter those high schools and but now my mission is totally different here because we have those young uh, young artist that uh, wants to become professional and I have to help them to find themselves as an artist and to, um, I'd say, to develop their skills. Of course, their musical and technical skills, but also their personal skills. Uh, you know, finding themselves what, you know, what music they like, what music they want to play, if they want to play more solo, if they want to play more chamber music, if they want to play two days music, if they want to play early music. Uh, so uh, it's actually uh, amazing for me and also I have to say uh, that I really enjoy teaching and even though I live in Paris I'm I'm in Amsterdam almost once a week so in between concerts uh, usually I don't come back to Paris but I go to Amsterdam to teach and uh, it's 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 wonderful there the 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 conservatorium is is great and um, yeah it's it's very very exciting for me Actually, uh, it's it's uh, since I started there, uh, my life has really changed a lot. Because, yeah. Uh, it's uh, I don't know. The stu- teaching the students is of course uh, demanding, uh, and I involve a lot, but also it's a lot of joy. Thank you, Gabriel, for being on the show. Please join me in two weeks for a conversation with another great guitarist. Going to leave us with a solo recording of Gabriel's. This is from his Naxos recording, which he made after winning the GFA competition. This is the final movement, the Allegro Asai from Bach's beloved C major sonata for the violin. I'm David Steinhardt, and we'll see you next time for the Tone Bass Classical Guitar Podcast. <laughs>